Hey everybody, wow, we're on episode two. I can't believe we're at episode two already and we just keep chugging along and I'm so excited and thankful for the guests that have come on the show and are coming on the show and today, man, we talk about divorce, we talk about being a business owner, divorce with small kids, we dive into it and I hope you guys can find the motivation and inspiration behind Adrian's story and try and connect with him on a different level that it's not always, you know, peaches and sunshine. There are times that we go through life and it's just hard and we got to push through that and we got to find the good in what we do have and just the sense of being grateful and having that gratitude for what we do have. With that being said, we also have the website up. You guys can go over there, www.thedillonsmith.com, where you guys can find all the latest episodes, the blog posts that we push out, and just any information. We're trying to get new resources up there every single week, so head on over there. You guys check it out. We also have a Patreon page. You guys just click up at the top. You can become a member for as little as five bucks. It helps support the show. You know, a lot of this costs money, a lot of time. You guys don't have to do it. I just want to get the resources out there and share all this great information with you guys. But if you guys feel up to it, that's where you guys can help support the show. But with that being said, I want to dive into this week's episode. I'm super excited to share what Adrian's got for us today. So with that being said, let's dive in. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. So today we got a special guest with us. He's a CrossFit owner. He's been through a lot in his life and... Today, I want to bring on Adrian Vargas. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, man. How about you? Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I, there's really nothing fancy about me. Just own 27. I uh, own a gym out in, in Menifee, work another job. And the biggest thing is I have a two-year-old. So that's probably the biggest one right there. <laughs> the two-year-old's keeping you busy, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. He keeps me on my toes 24-7. But he also slows me. He slows me down. In a busy life, he's <laughs> the one who slows me down. I hear you. So you're working another job while you're owning a business. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Just going through divorce, kind of had to get another job, get to be able to provide a little bit more for my son. So went, got another job. Luckily, thankfully, dude, I was blessed to have like two options. Like I could go back to my old job. My old job was always available. But I was never home. I was out the door at 3 a.m., um, walking in the door at 8 o'clock at night. And a lot of it was like homework to make sure I can do the job. It was a very stressful job. Luckily, I was looking for a job, looking for a job. ZipRecruiter, if anybody needs a job on ZipRecruiter, <laughs> I found it. But ended up getting a job right here off. Dude, it's a five-minute drive from the gym. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's doing like estimating, kind of project managing kind of thing. Okay. I hate having to go through that learning process of a job. I hate it. I like hate not being good at it. So it's like, it's the most frustrating thing, especially just starting out. But getting that new job has kind of been like a whole learning curve. I've only had it for about a month and just like making that transition. Like I'm not at the gym all the time. So I have to kind of trust people to do this. And thankfully, like my coaches, I owe them big time. They've been more than enough helpful for me. Like they've been helpful. And then like moving, stuff like that, they've all been considerate of everything. Man, that, you got a lot going on. And I can definitely relate with you because I've been through a divorce myself. So yeah. um, I know how crazy it can be and all that. Now, as far as like 
running the business. You said you have coaches. How is that going? Do they pretty much do the day-to-day business or what are you doing as far as the business goes and how did you get into the business? Okay. So getting into it, just old. I used to go there when I was probably, I think everybody kind of knew. Like I was going there when I was like, I think I started when I was 17. Okay. Until I was about 21 and then started working construction. Um, last marriage, they wanted to go, you want to get your life going, you know, have kids, stuff like that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to shut that down. Just go into construction. Took about, I was in construction for about five years, five years. And okay. then opportunity came up uh, right after we had our kid. And, you know, it was kind of like a group decision that like, you, you're never home and kind of want you home. So opportunity came up, thankfully from the old owner, that was the first person they contacted to get the gym. And okay. Everything kind of lined up perfectly to where it was able to happen. So to the T, like to where I was going to get the gym right when I finished the job. So it was like, (laughs) it was perfect timing. So that's awesome. (laughs) But for the coaches, like for me, it's still a learning curve. Like year one was learning the whole business itself. Year two, I've only been owned to coming up on two years in April. So year one was just figuring it out. I was like, oh, we're just going to see how it goes. Whatever happens, happens this first year. Then second year was like, okay, now we can start. We're doing great. We had a bunch of members. Everybody was loving it. Then COVID came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think COVID kind of messed everyone up, huh? Yeah. COVID came. <laughs> COVID completely screwed everything up. And you're kind of sitting there like, do we stay locked down? Do we not? How serious is this thing? Kind of at the beginning, we did the first lockdown. And then after that, we were like, we're going to open up and kind of because you can see where like everybody like mentally it was getting like exhausted with just staying home. And right. like a lot of people look at the gym as like an outlet, kind of get away from life. And we'll dive a little more into that, like on why CrossFit does that for me. But okay, yeah, just to get out of life. And like I was like, I'm going to open up. And for me personally, I wasn't scared. I know it's it's a serious thing for real. But I'm like, OK, the odds of me. And like someone in my age group having something serious is not that they'll take the risk. And if it's anybody else wants to take the risk, they're more than welcome to come to the gym and just be smart about it. We've had a few outbreaks, not outbreaks, but we've had a few people get it. Okay. Um, they don't know where they got it from. Not from the gym. Cause we've only, as soon as like they start feeling sick, they just stop coming to the gym. Thank like everybody's handled it complete, like great. We've had, I think we've had 15 people get it that are like within the gym, but we've had no one else from that same class get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like they're getting it outside the gym. Thankfully, knock on wood that it hasn't happened in the gym. So That's awesome. Yeah. And the coaches, as far as like, I'm learning to take the step back because <laughs> I was always like, I can do the memberships. I can do this. I can do that. I can do the cleaning. I can do the coaching. I can do the programming. I can do, I like was on my hands had everything. Right. <laughs> And then I guess like as a business owner, me being like a control freak is more like I can do it. I'm, I know no one's going to sell a membership like me. No one's going to do this like me or like, you know what I mean? Because you own the thing. Right. And learning how to take a step back and just having the coaches I have, they're awesome. Like Kaylee, she's a coach there. She's like, hey, we're out of this. I'm going to go run to the store and grab it. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. I'm like, you know what? Just I got to get you a business there one of the cards so that you can just <laughs> something. she's like yeah just anytime you need something i'll just go grab it like everybody's really really cool like they're all about taking a step up and they love they want to see the gym they love it more because they want to see their classes full it's more fun when the classes are full and stuff like that right um now was it pretty busy when you first took it over or i guess where has it gone since you've taken it over 
a little bit all over the map. Okay. (laughs) But when we took it over, you're able to like see like forecasts, especially in the app we use. And you could see like it went up, down, up, down, up, down. One of the big things I wanted to do was just stay consistent throughout the whole year. I didn't care if it was, I didn't care if it was holidays. I wanted that same number we had in summertime to stay in the holiday season because that's probably the biggest thing where people kind of take that step back. They're like, we're going on vacations. I'm not really going to be here kind of thing. So I was like, I want to ride out that holidays. That first year we stayed consistent that first year all the way through, all the way through. It was like, if somebody quit, like somebody dropped and people quit, like I get it. Soon as like somebody quit, it was like somebody signed up. It was if somebody quit, two people signed up. Like it was never like we had a drop. It was always the most consistent. It's always been. And it was great. All the classes were packed, everything. And then when we came back, came to COVID, I just did the math probably about in October, how much we did lose. And it was like 34%. Wow. Yeah. So it was like 34% drop off. And I was like, oh crap, I didn't even realize how bad it was. And I would say we're getting back to, we're probably somewhere back to like 80% of that first year. Okay. Yeah. I want to step back a little bit. Um, a couple of things you had brought up during the COVID situation. I know a lot of businesses like did have to shut down and all that. How did you go about that as far as like the county and the state and everything, you know, really cracking down when it was really tough? So we did the first lockdown. We made that transition over to like Zoom kind of at home workout stuff. Okay. And some people, I, one of my friends, she does online coaching. She loves it. Makes, she's very successful at it. Like great for her. Not my jam. It is <laughs> at all. Like it's not, I'm not a, like a computer person. Not to me. Like I love being there coaching someone. I love that human interaction. It's just like some people have a niche at like that online stuff. Some people don't like it. That it's not my jam. So that first month, that first lockdown, I think was what, March 15th to the end of April. Yeah. And after that, I was like, I'm going to open up. I, I can't <laughs> take this. And, but like, nah, it wasn't just like, I'm going to open up and not talk to anybody. We do have a good amount of Riverside County sheriffs go there. A lot of like the wives of cops go there. Many police stations right there by our gym. And they've seen us work out, especially after that whole thing. We did have one notice during the lockdown. There was like a few of us that would go and work out. They left the notice on the door, but that was about it. Other than that, like everybody's kind of been like, you know, just be safe, kind of do what you can to be safe and all that stuff. So it's, you know, it's hit or miss. Hit or miss on, well, who's going to get hit? Because I know businesses where it's like restaurants are getting hit harder than gyms, but the lockdown and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy because a lot of places did have to shut down and there were supposed to be things in place where landlords couldn't kick you out because you couldn't pay rent or because you were shut down. Now, was that the case for you or how did did that affect you at all? No, my landlord, as soon as it happened, reached out to me and was like, hey, just, you know, we, we love what you're doing. Just don't stress about it. They were like, don't make this one of the stresses in your life. Just if you have to like, if something comes up and you can't do something, just let us know and we'll work. We'll work something out. It was pretty cool. Everybody was very supportive. And like even the members that we did that wrote it out with us, they're all supportive. Like even to like today, they're still supportive. Like it's, you know, so it's been, there was never a not supportive moment in this. But as like me, you don't want to see something like get close to getting down. So it's like, it was right. 
still stress. Like you just, it's hard not to stress that when you, something's not going so great. Yeah, I hear you. You brought up an app that you use for your business. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? We use Zen Planner. There's a bunch of apps that people use. There's you have some that like you, for the gym ones. I know the most popular ones are like Zen Planner, Sugarwad, and Wattify. Those are mostly like what we use in the CrossFit community kind of thing. And that for like us, that gives us like our retention rate, our like month, what's supposed to be processed for the month. Um, how many new members do you have within like the next, the new 30 days? What are you expecting to get paid in the next 30 days? Mass email stuff, stuff like just like to help within that whole business aspect kind of simplifies it and makes it into like one giant app. Post the workouts. When you post the workouts, sometimes I forget to post the workouts, but <laughs> you post the workouts so where people can see them. It's able for members. We all have an app on our phone to where you can keep track of like your bench press, your back squat, um, your maxes. Because a lot of the times we'll come in, do lifts that are like 70% of your back squat. So they just look at their back squat and they can, they can go off that. There's apps like that all over. It helps out members, makes it easy for them to just keep track of everything and makes it easy on the owners, kind of keeping track of like financial stuff and uh, marketing stuff and your all that business aspect of it squeezed into one app. Wow, that sounds really interesting. And what was the name of that again? You have Zen Planner, Sugarwad, Wattify. There's a bunch. They're, now it's okay. like everybody's making them and it's just kind of pick one. <laughs> Wattify, I would say Wattify, the most common one, Wattify is probably the biggest one. Okay. Yeah. I noticed in the way you were talking, um, you brought up some of the stresses in your life. Do you want to dive into maybe some of the other stresses that have come up? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start with 2020. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do it. 2020 was just stressful the entire year. Just had that whole COVID thing. And once kind of we're getting in the groove of that, got hit with the divorce and kind of like the aspects of that. That was like a big stress because it's like uh, we kind of set ourselves up to where we – I didn't have to be the breadwinner. She was. And it was like if we made – it, we like we, the gym thing was never something we did for money. It was always like I love it. If we make a dollar, we make a dollar. Like cool. But since then, like I was like, oh, damn. I got to figure this out. <laughs> you know, I got a kid. Yeah. Kinda gotta, it was more like I got to be able to provide for him. And that was I was stressed about that. Um, selling the house kind of had – almost like nowhere to go kind of thing. My family, they didn't have an, another room for me to go into. So finding somewhere to live, especially right now, it's in like a seller's, it's in a seller's market. So everybody's selling and getting apartments. So like, luckily, thankfully, I was able to find an apartment and it's great. Able to find a job. Great. Like I'm not making, you know, I'm not making it rich, but I'm not never trying to make it rich. Just trying to make a good life. So yeah, 2020 was all stress, but <laughs> Good. It was all good. Like all I wanted to do from 2020 was just learn, like learn everything, like why the marriage failed, how it could have been better in a business. How can I have been better as a dad? How can I have been like, it was just like a whole self-reflection year. Kind of, I just wanted to learn from 2020. That was it. And kind of carry it into like life to this new year kind of, and never, I was in a really bad spot, like really, really bad spot. I was always angry and stuff like that. Just because I was like constantly stressed. I was stressed. I was at home. I was stressed about the gym. If I was at the gym, I was stressed about stuff at home. And kind of a little bit of anxiety kind of kicked in. So you feel like every day was never enough time to get stuff, get what you needed done. And now it's kind of set in perspective. Like when I have my kid, it's just my kid. And as soon as I clock out of the gym, 
you know, granted there's some things you still got to get done, but as soon as I clock out, that's it. Don't stress about the gym. It'll take care of itself. I got Monday to take care of it. And okay. It just kind of 2020 slowed me down so much. I was always, always in a hurry and I just never wanted to do nothing. Never wanted to go anywhere. Cause I felt like one, like at home, we lived on an acre. It was work, like work on a fixer upper house. So like if I wasn't at doing stuff, even when I was in construction, if I wasn't working in construction, I was doing working on the house. And it was just like, dude, I'm never stopping. At one point, like I remember at one point, I was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to work and die. <laughs> like that's it. That was it. And like I think looking back, like one of my low points was like it's an acre. We didn't have a tractor, nothing. So I'm out there. It would take me like I'd probably weed whack the backyard for because it would grow like the weeds. If I didn't cut within that week of raining, the weeds would probably be three feet by the end of the week. Like they just grew. Wow. So like all I did was it was 10 hours Saturday and Sunday, like of cutting weeds. And I think on a Sunday I woke, I was like, kind of like looking back on it, it was pretty bad. Like I remember I had a dip of tobacco in a beer, a coffee and a cigarette cutting the yard. And like, it's nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> like oh, This ain't good. Looking back on, it, I'm like, this ain't good. But at that time was just like, Oh, this is kind of like, it's going to help me cope with whatever's going on. It was hard. It was just constant stress. Is that something that played a role, you think, in part of your divorce or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, they always say like divorce is like 50-50 kind of thing. Some it's hit or miss like this thing. I think at the beginning, like for me, like going through it, I didn't want like you always hear those stories where like guys are like pushing the blame onto somebody else or not accepting what they wanted to do. It's their part, right? You always, because we're, we're like taught to be tough. Like most men are stubborn. We're all stubborn, right? right? <laughs> so like for me, it was like I wanted, never wanted to push blame. Never wanted to push blame. I like accepted my faults on like what I did wrong. It got to a point where I was like, keep telling me what I did wrong. You know what I mean? Like I want to know. Like if there's something I, you haven't told me yet, tell me what I did wrong so I can learn from it. That kind of thing. So it was like, I just want to learn. Like, I just want to learn. I don't want to go through this again. I eventually want to get married again. Like, I want to go through that, but I want to know, like, what happened in this to where I don't do this to, like, whatever I did wrong here, I don't want to do wrong again. I just want to learn that whole time. That was it. I think acceptance and learning from your past is a huge part of growing as a person. Mm -hmm. Now, you were talking about the gym was a big part of you coming out on the other side. Can you explain a little bit about that and how it may have helped you get through all that stress, like that stressful time? Everybody was cool. You had friends step up in ways that I couldn't express. I was always that person. Like as the owner of the gym, you become kind of like a therapist to a point where you hear everybody's stories. You hear half people were like, if I didn't come here, like I was on the verge of suicide, like depression, stuff like that. And then you have some guys who's like, my wife passed away and my kid has autism. Like, and you hear everybody's story, right? The whole thing kind of switched. Like everybody was like, hey, are you okay? Like, how are you doing? And it, it was all over my face. Like I wasn't okay. Wasn't. I wasn't. Like it was all over, all over. They stepped up in ways I couldn't even imagine. But for me, the most peaceful time I had was while I was working out. I quit. I wouldn't say I quit doing like the class workouts because I love working out in the class. We all goof around and stuff like that. But like that time was like, I just wanted to work out by myself. 
and didn't want to be like pushed by like usually when we work out like we kind of gauge each other off of each other we have like a group of like there's a group of us we know we're going to stay within like 30 seconds of each other in a workout and we push each other but i didn't want that like i wanted literally just to see where like i'm going to push myself by myself and kind of get away like zone out and for me like it became almost like an obsession like i back to how like when i remember when i first started was like that was my getaway and like i tried to explain it to people because it's crossfit is hard like you got to learn all these movements it's not easy it can get frustrating if you can't you keep messing up keep messing up and it comes down to like a t especially with like a snatch or like a certain lift it comes down to like every single individual movement if you do something wrong you're going to miss this lift and i don't know like at that time because i've learned i've been doing it for a while so i know the movements i know everything at that time it was like the only way i can explain it to somebody was like it was my dancing like you know how these people talk about like dancing and they zone out and they're just able to move yeah that was like my thing like i never felt like i was tired never felt like i was out of breath nothing it was just like i get to escape i'm so like i can't breathe so i'm just thinking about like breathing my reps everything and it was just like the most freeing i would write workouts that are 30 minutes long that had no business being 30 minutes long just so i can just be free for like 30 minutes of not thinking about anything, just move it. I can't explain what goes on in my head while I'm doing it because it's just the most freeing time of my day. Yeah. I always try and tell people to find something after divorce because sometimes we feel so alone. Like that was our whole life, you know? And sometimes people have a hard time like, who am I? And I think it's pretty cool that you found what made you happy and kind of got you out of that. Yeah. And on top of that, building a circle around you I th- is super important. I always tell people building a circle of people that can really pull you through certain times is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a great circle. They encourage me like when I need to be encouraged. And then, but they'll also be like, hey, you're being a, get your head up. <laughs> you're being an idiot. So the circle I have is just a straight up circle. One thing I didn't, want to find was just people who were going to pump me up all the time. That's a problem too, where you have friends that are just there to pump you up 24 seven, even when you're being an idiot. But thankfully I got friends that are like smack me on the back of the head that, Hey, you're being an idiot. It's weird. Most of my friends are that 35 over. Some of my best friends are the same age as my parents. Yep. <laughs> so they kind of like, they just smack me on the back of the head and just be like, Hey dude, you're being dumb. Get it together. So that's awesome. Do you read any books by chance? I've read a few. I haven't been able to read one, but the Bible, that's someone you want to get into. I hear you on that. Yeah. I think it's very underestimated Yeah, how powerful the Bible is because, you know, we can read all these different types of books and everything like that, but at the root of it, the Bible always tells what these books always say. Yeah. It always has the same aspects to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing it showed for me was like, no matter what goes on, like I can lose a business, I can lose my job, I can lose an apartment and everything. But at the end of the day, the stuff you have or the stuff you do doesn't define you. Not even your mistakes, like even like the mistakes I've made, they don't define you. I've always thought like you can step out of your mistakes and define yourself. And then you every day you get to define yourself and kind of don't let your past or the things you have or the things you accumulated in your life define you, define yourself as a person, not by what you have. That's like the biggest thing I've kind of learned from that. And like for me from now, like I just want to define myself as somebody like as close to the Bible as I can get. 
I get, I'm going to have hiccups. I'm going to have mistakes, stuff like that. That's human nature, but just as close as I can to that, like to where, oh, that's a good dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want somebody to be like, oh, that's a cool dude. He's a good dude. That kind of thing. And granted, like, like I said, people make mistakes. Like it's not, and no one could be perfect. <laughs> I hear you. Have you always gone to church and been in the word or no. um, is it something that you kind of fell into when you were going through your divorce and it, God kind of led you that way or? So at the beginning of like me and my ex-wife kind of dating, like we've known each other for since high school and stuff like that. But kind of when we started dating, I was very heavily into it. Like wanted to be a pastor, wanted he was leading like a Bible study at the, like a with men at the gym before. And um, as soon as I started work construction, it like uh, Bible's getting set down, going into like start drinking beers, start partying, like hanging out with the guys, kind of that stuff. Didn't really cuss before and then started cussing like when I started working construction, like just not being an idiot, kind of falling into that like whole stigma of like a construction worker, it, which is like my mistake. I just didn't, didn't become my own person, became more of a follower than a leader kind of thing. And then just kind of became so rooted in like, I'm in control. Yeah, that's just guys. We want control of everything, right? <laughs> so it's just like, I'm in control. I remember like one time my mom was like, you know, just pray about it. I'm like, dude. God's not going to help me with my job. It's going to be me doing my job kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm in control of it. Like, it's going to be wrong if it's wrong. Like, it's going to be right if it's right. Like, it's just that kind of thing. Just got control. And, like, my, like, final straw was, like, my 19-year-old cousin passed away from it. Uh, from cancer. He passed away from cancer. And, like, for me, like, I read it completely different than my family. Like, most of my family. Most of my family read it as, like, you know... He, like my cousin, as soon as he got it, he fought that thing. Like he fought to the bitter end with faith. And like at the end of the day, he was like, look, I'm ready to go home. There's no point in fighting anymore. And like he stayed in faith the entire time. For me, I read it like, why am I going to trust a God that's going to take my kid away from me? That kind of thing, right? It wasn't like I didn't believe. It was just I became so bitter and kind of angry to that kind of thing. So it wasn't that I didn't believe. I just like was mad and didn't want to. But like at the end of it, like I was like, all right, I know I'm not who I was. So let's go. Let's start back. Let's go back to where I, I was before and went into that. And thankfully, like the people I've had, like they pushed me to it. So they pushed me into it. And I'm very thankful for the people I have, but I'm also very thankful that like I got back into it. It just kind of simplifies life so much. At the end of the day, like like, I always thought, like, no one's going to want to date. Like, who's going to want to date somebody who's divorced kind of thing? You know, especially <laughs> being a guy. Like, you're always like, ah, he's probably like, you know, he made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. He's probably not going to learn kind of thing. But it was just like, for me, it's like, okay, they don't define me. I was just so stuck on everything I did wrong. Like, I wanted to hear what I did wrong so I could learn. But I was dumb enough to be like, no, that's who I am kind of thing. Like, I want to learn. But that's it sucks that somebody's going to see me like that for the rest of my life kind of thing because of those mistakes instead of like, I can learn from them and they're never going to see me that way. And like, that's like in a better light kind of thing. And for me, it's like, that shouldn't be my worry. I shouldn't have to prove someone to this. Like there's already grace, love, all that stuff. And that's going to carry me over. So it's just that whole getting back into it was just the biggest thing. It kind of set everything back into perspective. Sometimes it's just getting back to the basics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it. We try and make our lives way more complicated than they really need to be. <laughs> No, I think society, yeah, a little push from society kind of helps. You you know, you're taught to certain age, you got to do this, certain age, you got to start doing this. You got to be worried about your retirement, stuff like that. And even like in the marriage, we used to always talk about like, 
the business side of it. And then we'd go into the business and it was like, okay, now we're going to get into real estate. And then when we're 40, we're going to get into this. Like, it was like, we had our whole lives planned out like financially. And it's like, okay, we should have probably just enjoyed time <laughs> together. <laughs> so it was like that stuff, like you're learning it, like just stop, stop everything and kind of enjoy life. Cause you don't have to be working 24 seven. I mean, I feel like that's what kind of what we're taught once we're in that like late twenties, early thirties kind of thing. So yeah, I struggle with that myself. You know, I was working, 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 and sometimes not making the time. So I can definitely relate to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the biggest thing. Like, I never felt like I had a weekend. <laughs> I felt like I never had a weekend. And so it definitely slowed me down at Crap Town. And especially, it sucks like having the divorce. The biggest thing about that sucks having the divorce is like not having your kid, right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. But like, in retrospect, like it kind of set that whole thing up to where it's like, I only get him this weekend. And literally when I pick, grab him, get him for the night, I don't plan anything. It's just like, all right, what do you want to do today? Like next weekend, like I was like, ah, let's just go to the zoo. So me and a guy, another dude from the gym, he has, he's divorced as well. He's got his daughter. So we're like, ah, let's just go to the zoo, spend the weekend at the beach, that kind of thing. It's like you want to make the most of your time with your kid especially if you only have them for like every other weekend right also there can my kids will stay at home my kids very like a home body so there's days where we're like weekends where it's just like all right we're sitting on the couch this weekend we're not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> that's good though when your kids like that sometimes sometimes yeah. you want to get out and then you can't get them out <laughs> yeah no he's definitely a stay-at-home body where he just wants to play inside and just they're kids it's not hard it's as simple as going to a park well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I It's been a while since we've talked, and I enjoy talking to you, man, um, and catching up. Now, where can people find you? Instagram. Uh, that's mostly what I use. Instagram, uh, Colt underscore dad underscore life. That's my social media. So don't get caught up in social media either. That's, oh, let's, you want to dive into that real quick? I can dive into that. Okay. Let's do it. That's a big thing. Don't dive into social media. Like, don't. I would say that's a huge thing that I don't want to say it played a part, but it sucks. Like it's, it'd be cool if she like my ex-wife was here, like to have this conversation. Like it's cool. Like I just, it's cool to have like a conversation, but I think for me, that was a huge thing. It was always like comparing, especially like being young, like married at 20 something years old, you see like everybody's highlights, you know, the successful things, the vacations, all that stuff. And it's like, don't compare that. Don't, don't get caught up in it. Don't compare it. Don't see, don't get caught up in it because you just end up, one of the biggest quotes I think I've ever heard was like, don't, gotta go. It was like, don't worry about what you're not worry about what you got. I like it. Yeah. So like what it is, it's like, you don't get caught up in what you're not, like you're not taking vacations. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. But if you're so caught up in that, you're not worrying about actually what's going on around you kind of thing. You can look at businesses and they look successful, but really they're struggling every day. Like you can look at marriages. They look successful on Instagram. They're struggling every day, barely to make it through. Just people within themselves. Like I've seen it. People reached out to me where it's like Instagram, they look great, but they're reaching out to me because they're struggling. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've always posted stuff to like 
kind of help people. Like no one's going to tell you they're struggling. So I've always done it. Like hopefully eh, if this helped with me. So hopefully this helps with somebody else out there. And, but me, if, if I didn't have one, my son, so my family could see him and then the business, I would not have social media at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like it, I wouldn't, I just, it's not my jam. And even like posting for the business, like it's the most awkward thing. I hate posting for the business and everything. Like everybody's like, you got to do it. And I'm like, Dude, it's just the most <laughs> awkward, like photo shoots. Not great. Like it's, it's the most awkward thing. Yeah. That's one thing I've always tried telling people too, is just to be grateful and to have gratitude because I think we lose sight of what other people have. And I've had that same experience where people look like they're doing great and then they reach out to me and internally they're not doing okay. Mentally they're not doing okay or their marriage isn't doing okay. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to get caught up into what everyone else has, like you said, and you forget what you have and oh your marriage is happy your kids are happy you do have enough money like and going back to the bible i think god always provides for what you need in that moment in time for sure like two-bedroom apartment went from acre house i'm happy with this like that's all it is i'm happy like as long as my kids got it it could be something smaller than this as long as he had a roof over his head like it said it sets in perspective all that stuff Yeah, man. I truly do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today and just kind of dive into some of your struggles. You know, like I said, it's there's like the stigma around mental health, right? And people don't want to talk about it. And I think it's important that we talk about it because if we don't, there's going to continue to be that stigma and people are going to continue to suffer. And I think I truly believe everyone could benefit from therapy. Yeah, that's one thing I definitely started. Yeah. Like I started like probably two months after we found out we're getting divorced. I was like, I'm going to therapy, figure this thing out. You know what I've actually noticed in this whole thing is like women have a great sense of like mental health community kind of thing. Men don't. Yeah. We don't. We're, we don't. It's just something like we've always been taught. Like that's just something we don't talk about. Like you figure it out. Like you're, you're a man, figure it out. Eh, but sometimes like, men get pushed to their wits end. It's not easy trying to be the provider every single day. You know, like it's not And like, I always hear this thing where like, it's like, it's a big thing. Like I hear it all the time where the women say like, you know, I, I lose myself in being like a mom, being like being like a mom, a wife and all that stuff where they don't have time for themselves. Like men do the same thing where like we get caught up in just what we do for work. We come home or like, hopefully most of us, I would say we're dads. Like once, as soon as we step in the house and then we become husbands right? We go through that same process. And I think for me, I never really complained about like losing myself or whatever. Like never really, never really did. Like it was like, I I don't mind losing myself. Like what I want to do for my son or my wife or anything like that. Like I I don't. And it was like, but looking back on it, you know, I probably should have took an hour a weekend, probably go do something with some friends. So I think it's interesting that you talk about women do have this, you know, sense of community. And when you look online, it's so hard to find a community with men talking about whatever they are going through mentally. And that's one thing I'm finding is hard doing this is finding men that want to jump on and talk about it because we are taught to just be macho, suck it up and you're going to be fine. And I think we kind of got to get out of that stigma. That's, you know, 60s 70s the 80s that's not 2021 there is a mental health issue and i think it's important to talk about because going through divorce isn't easy no you know yeah losing a business isn't easy 
And when you're a sole provider and you feel like you're not that anymore because you lost a business or you lost a job, yeah. you know, that can play a huge role in somebody's mind. Yeah. And like, I remember construction, like, here's an example. I remember construction yeah. messed up. I messed up bad. It was a pretty bad mess up. And uh, I remember thinking I'm, I'm getting fired today, but it wasn't like, I'm not going to tell my wife that like, I'm going to go look for another job to make sure like, I'm going to like, I was, if I got fired, I was going to go get another job. And then when I got home, be like, Hey, I got fired, but don't worry about it. I got another job. Like I would have been driving around looking for jobs all day long versus going home and telling somebody I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely relate with that because yeah. I've been there. You have this sense of like you failed in a sense. Mm-hmm. And we never really get the opportunity to just, like you were talking about earlier, reflecting on our mistakes or reflecting where we went wrong. It's yeah. suck it up, go on to the next thing and don't reflect on it. Yeah. And I think that's important for men to understand is that they're not alone, that they can come out and talk about their mental, you know, whatever they're going through mentally. It doesn't necessarily have to be they have a mental health issue, but it's okay to struggle. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Not everybody. We're not all made perfect. So <laughs> we're all going to go through some ups and downs. And it doesn't, like I said, stress, anxiety, depression. It doesn't just pick one. It doesn't pick one gender, one person. It's spread out across the board and people have different triggers for it. So it's a big thing for men to talk about. I think that I wish there was a bigger community to talk about it, but it's getting it. I think doing podcasts like that's why I'm like all about doing podcasts and stuff like that, because it's, it's like, if I can talk about it more, maybe some people would open up a little bit more. Now, I wouldn't say to me per se, but hopefully they can open up to somebody, you know, around them or maybe get like a friend to where they can finally open up to and that kind of thing. It feels good, especially whatever you're going through. Maybe it's just something like just to talk about. And that's what I would always say. It's like, find a friend that you can talk about anything with you're going through, no matter what it is. You can, this is one person that's not going to judge you. And that's why I say go to therapy. It's one person who's not going to judge you, who's just going to be there for you, but also make sure it's someone who's not going to tell you what you want to hear. Like yep. that is the biggest thing to just make sure it's not somebody who's going to tell you what you want to hear in that moment. They're going to make you feel good for five minutes and then you're back to however you felt right after that. Yeah. <laughs> And I think therapy goes that way, too. You got to find a good therapist. You can't just pick any. Not all therapists are built the same. Not all therapists have the same skill set in different areas. Like you need to find the therapist that fits what you need or you're just wasting your money at that point. Yeah. A lot of the times like therapists are great. And I think the biggest thing is having that one friend that's going to be there and tell you what you're doing right and wrong. And some days you want to hear what you're doing right. And some days you want to hear what you're doing wrong. Just give it on the day, you know? So it's finding that right friend. Yeah, man. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on today and just uh, talking about this and bringing it to light. Like you said, that's what I'm working on here is building this community. Not necessarily people have to come to me, but mm-hmm. just to know it's okay to feel a certain way and try and point them, even if it's pointing them to resources that where mm-hmm. they can go get the help, you know, yeah. and letting men know it's okay to feel this way. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah. So yeah, that's a big thing. Again, where can people go and find you? Colt underscore dad underscore life on Instagram. That's the biggest one. It's the easiest one you're going to find me on. And if you want to follow my business, it's CrossFit 951. There it is. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. And you have a good day. All right. Thank you. You too, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.